And it's another episode of Want to Hear Something Cool with John and Rod, where we discuss facts about television, movies, and music. Right? Yeah. There's three things. Television, movies, music. and the other one. Anal fissures. I'm thinking... You ever hear the term anal fissures? I was just gonna I, you, and hear it in your head exactly? as anal fissures. Like there's guys who are like you fishing for anal. Cheeks? Yeah, <laughs> I'm fly casting on this one. Been fishing for anal with the wife for years. <laughs> now, I was thinking of guys literally throwing <laughs> casting because that would be like the test of a true fisherman, would it not? If you to can... be able to hit that tiny little butthole, <laughs> to hit that. Chocolate starfish right dead center. Right in there. Right in there. Catch the old balloon knot. I think I think <laughs> that should be... Look, worlds need to collide in order for the porn world to get dignity. Right. That it's much needed instead of just being a joke. Right. And the fishing world to have a little more mainstream credibility. Right. To uh, a wider appeal, if right. you will. Yeah. And I think butt casting is the best way to do it. <laughs> Hook a balloon knot, win a prize. Yeah, yeah. That would be the best carnival I've ever been to. <laughs> it would not be the most perverse, but it would be the best. <laughs> oh. Did you ever go to, I'm, I'm assuming you did growing up in Dallas, there's probably like a lot of rickety ass state Oh yeah the, little, yeah, the little uh, uh, parking lot carnivals that would show up and take over some abandoned bank parking lot. <laughs> 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 yeah, there was, uh, I, I remember going to one when I was 13 and- I was 13. Right. And just being there and walking around, I could have lost my virginity and probably <laughs> would have had my possibly first shot of penicillin. Possibly a finger. Yeah. Possibly a finger. <laughs> lost my virginity and at least a nub of finger or toe. Uh, I'm pretty sure those things. There, it was really, I'm pretty sure those, those little parking lot carnivals. Yeah. Birthplace of hepatitis. Really? I believe right so. There. I believe that's what it why is. Don't, why don't doctors, whenever they're looking for where a plague started, just mm-hmm. follow carnies around? Follow the, follow the carnies. Follow the trail. I mean, as Lennon said, follow the money. <laughs> and he also said, I am the walrus. Yes. Lebowski Cuckoo reference. Cuckoo. All right. Uh, so we do movies, music, and whatever else. Um, TV. That's the other thing. Rod, do you have a TV fact? I do, in fact, have a TV fact. I said fact twice. I don't know why you thought that would be funny. I don't either. <laughs> Hold on, my phone won't work. I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Just so you it's know. It's your terrible fucking joke. Yeah. You know the show Louie? Oh, I love Louie. Louis C.K. show Louie? Uh, Louis C.K. himself shoots every episode of that show on his own camera. He edits every episode himself. And he keeps the cost of doing the shooting and the episode and the editing under two hundred fifty thousand dollars for each episode. In exchange for doing this, the FX network just lets him do whatever he wants. Complete creative freedom. Wow! They do not involve themselves at all. They let him do whatever the hell he wants as long as he keeps it under two fifty an episode. By the way, that camera he uses is a Polaroid XLR fifteen <laughs> uh, from nineteen eighty one. So it takes a long time. It, to get all that to look like a movie, there's a lot of shooting and shaking. I just think it's a cool deal he made with FX. I, you know, what can I do to keep you guys out of my shit? Just leave me alone. Leave me alone and let me do. And isn't it amazing when you give somebody with actual talent and drive and creativity 
the ability to do whatever they right. want, how Creative successful freedom. they end up being. Imagine that. Whether it's Louie or whether it was Seinfeld and Larry David or whether it was the Beatles. I know that's our, our constant reference point. Right. But it was the Beatles where it's just like, uh, yeah, you guys have done so well that yeah. you get your own studio now. We're just go in there. You. We're not going to bother you. Just do whatever you want. want. Yeah. You don't have to tour. That's fine. Just go in there and do whatever you want. Just make us some money. Right. We know you're going to do it, so just go do it. Yeah. And it seemed to work out well for them. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. And, and I, I, I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination, but I could say uh, doing broadcasting that the worst times of my life in broadcasting are the times where I'm having to do things that somebody else thinks I should do right. on air. Someone telling you if, this is what you need to make your show like. If you're ever doing a show, and that's a broadcasting a radio show or, or doing a podcast, right. and you're thinking the whole time, oh, but what are people going to think about this? Oh, man. If you're not doing it for yourself, if you're not doing it like, oh, I don't really care what people think about right. this. I want to listen back to this later and like it. Or right. I want to create I, I something that I can be proud doing of. This. Yeah. I want something that I could I could show to my kids when they're old enough and be like, hey, look, your old man did that. Pretty cool, right? That's what you want. You don't want, oh, I hope that some random ass clown who's out there, hey, random ass clown listening, I, I do love you. I'm just making a point. <laughs> really likes the show. Uh, Monty Python. Booty, Booty Pop 97 said it sucks on Twitter, so ah, I hate myself. I'm going to die. John Cleese, uh, one time in an interview talking about Monty Python, he said, we never once stopped to consider whether or not the audience would like what we did or that there even was an audience. We just tried to make the other guys in the room laugh. Yeah. That was the only point is we would write skits going, oh, Eric's going to die when he hears this. (laughs) You know, Graham's going to just laugh his ass off at this. And that's it. That's as far as it went. Yeah. Well, because you can't make things for people that you don't know. Right. You haven't fleshed out. If you're doing something going, oh, I I bet, you know, if I do something, I'm like, Rod's really going to like this, then it's going to have a lot more. Uh, structure and and form to it, then, oh, I hope random people just like right. this. And don't get me wrong, you can definitely be successful trying to make things as appealing to the lowest common denominator as possible. You you can make your, you know, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Justin Timberlake pop uh, songs, but yeah. guess what's going to happen? You're going to lick a donut and it's going to be caught <laughs> on camera. That too. But 20 years from now, maybe Justin Timberlake, but 20 years from now, nobody's going to be listening to those people. No. 50 Cent had, or 50 Cent, sorry, had, yeah, it's had three singles in the top 10. No one had done that s- since the Beatles. We need like a sound effect every time I mention this. <laughs> but nobody had done that since the Beatles. People were like, oh man, 50 Cent, he's the new Beatles. No, he's not. Yeah. No, he's a he's just filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, and haven't heard anything Doesn't out of have him in any years. money. And the reason why is because he wasn't making music that was built to last. He was making music that was built to sell. Plus, as Chris Rock told us, 50 Cent took more shots to the face than Jenna Jameson. <laughs> uh my TV fact. That's no. what we're doing, right? Uh yeah, TV. TV fact. Uh, Ron Howard uh, did the voice on Arrested Development, was the yeah, narrator. The ca- yeah, the yeah. narrator. On, yeah, yeah. Uh, famous director. Uh, it seemed like kind of a weird thing for him to be involved in. Opie Taylor, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, this is a guy who made Apollo 13 and, and Splash, and like he'd moved on from TV, it seems. Well, he was just filling in as the narr- narrator on an episode because um, his company. Did I say Opie Taylor or Opie Griffin? 
That's close enough. Andy Griffin. Andy Taylor. It was Andy Taylor. Taylor. Taylor was right. No, I, you know what? I don't even know. No, no. Go ahead. It was it was Andy Taylor. It was Andy Griffin right. was the actor playing right. Andy Taylor. It's like how Tony Danza so is was Tony and everything. Yeah. yeah, But his last name is something else. Yeah, well, because he's not smart enough to remember <laughs> a different name. <laughs> like on if, set. Yeah, if somebody went in, they're like, they're like "Hey, like, Bill, Bill who?" Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't hey, answer. I got a Bill around here. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Got up, Bill. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Anyway, Ron Howard was actually just filling in for the narrator on Arrested Development. Really? But then they listened back to it. They're like, "Why don't you just do that?" You're, yeah, that's you really got good. A nice cadence, yeah. and yeah, it's not a typical narrator voice, but it it fits the show like really well. So they just. I think just I watched half the first season before I went. Hey, that's Ron Howard. <laughs> that's Randy I, Cunningham. It's one of those things. Richie where, Cunningham. Ri- you're going to get a name right. Nope. No, I'm not. I pr- no, it's I not going to happen. Believe in yourself. It is not going to happen. <laughs> give, as George W. Bush said, give dreams wings to hope. You did say that. You hurt my head a little. He did say that. People And people clapped when he said it. Motherfucking people clapped when he said it. Um, all right. My movie fact. Movies. Is that in Deadpool. Love that love movie. Everybody loves that pool. It's a great movie. Uh, so, you know, the taxi really driver. Really funny. Dopinder, I think is the name of the guy. Yeah, the, the I love driver. the bit. Yeah. Dopinder. He's um, like, you cannot do that. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, Kill he had the guy him. in the yeah, trunk yeah. of the car. It was so Kill funny. him. Yeah. So, Dopinder, that actually was a name of somebody that Ryan Reynolds knew in elementary school. Dopinder? This kid named Dopinder. Dopinder? And Dopender. that kid died from being- They used to call me that in college. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds knew this young man? So let's talk about you in college. Is that what How you said? How do you go to college? Dopender? Dopender. How is- Because you would have dope and I would come in and there'd be no more dope. I ended oh, that. you yeah. ended the dope for yeah, him. I ended- I'm you sorry. Would- no, 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 <laughs> please, no. Please. No, no. <laughs> I really want to talk more about your experience <laughs> My in college where you just run into a room and go, End is there the marijuana dope. in here? <laughs> Woo! And just smoke it in front of people while they cried and went, but that's our marijuana run. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you were like a, a running anti-drugs campaign. Did Nancy Reagan send you in there? Like you would be the, the anti-hero for the anti-drug movement. It's just what they needed. But seriously, they would need that. It would be like, no, he's not a good person. No, no. But he's stopping bad things from happening. That's right. Nobody else is smoking weed on campus. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Dopender. <laughs> was a guy that Ryan Reynolds knew in elementary school, this little kid he knew in elementary school, right. who died after getting struck by lightning. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> and so he named the character after named him? Named the character after him because he always liked the kid. Oh. Yeah. That's too yeah. bad. I like Ryan Reynolds. He's a good I guy. do too. He's funny as hell in that One movie. of my problems with Deadpool is he has that mask on the whole time. I yeah. see that face. <laughs> Here's my theory. It. I'm convinced that Van Wilder left college, didn't know for sure what he wanted to do, took a job for a short time as a waiter in some Fridays-like restaurant, and then later joined the military and became Deadpool. Ah, I like it. I think those three movies are a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Katie hated waiting. Oh, 
I thought it was funny. Oh, and I love that movie. Everybody I've ever known that's ever worked at a place like that yeah. is like, yep, that's it. That's exactly what it's like. She's worked at restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. She worked at, at several restaurants, but for some reason she just could not stand those characters. And I didn't understand like her mentality because she doesn't have a problem with gross out humor. She yeah. tends to actually like movies like that. She liked the Bad Grandpa movie. We watched that. She was yeah. laughing her ass off. We just saw a movie. Wait, which one? The Jackass one the or jackass. the Robert De Niro? No, 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 not that one. That oh, okay. piece of garbage. No, the uh, the Jackass one, the yeah. good one. Um, we that saw was actually pretty funny. We saw a movie over the weekend called The Bronze with uh, Thomas Middleditch. From, yeah, was that any good? I'll tell you. All the critics hate it. Yeah. So Katie was like, oh, do you want to go see this? And I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? And, and the, if you don't know, the movie's about uh, Melissa Rauch from... The Big Bang Theory, which immediately made me go, Ugh. right. But it also has Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley, who I love. He's and he does uh, some stuff on this podcast called Comedy Bang Bang. He's hilarious. I love Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, he and he is freaking hilarious himself. He's he's great. So that had me kind of going, eh, okay, maybe maybe. And Katie really wanted to see it, and so I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got twelve percent. I'm like, I kind of want to see this to see if it's as bad as everybody says it is. Um. And we went to see it uh, Saturday. And it not only was it not as bad as people said it was, it was actually pretty good. But I think the problem was it's one of those movies that people don't realize it's a comedy that you're not supposed to laugh at. Really? It's a comedy that you're supposed to be more like. Supposed to just make you uncomfortable? uh, Not uncomfortable. Because it's, there, there are, like, there's a really crazy sex scene. With Melissa Rauch, who, if that's her actual body, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was uncomfortable sitting next to my wife watching that. <laughs> like, why is the popcorn rising up off of your lap, sweetie? <laughs> Not right! Um, but it's it's one of those comedies. Just capturing images for the spank bank. But it's one of those comedies. Like, like I think Office Space is like this. The first time you watch Office Space, you don't really laugh that much. You just kind of watch and be like, yep, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. I know somebody exactly like, holy shit, this is my life. Yeah. That's that's how I felt about it when I first watched it. Uh, that movie, it's like, oh, wow, she's really screwed up. And, oh, man, she's really mean to her dad. And, oh, like, it, it makes you a little uncomfortable. But it it was well done. And it, I, I'm not saying it's a great movie, um, but it's definitely worth watching. And it wasn't terrible. And I've cool. seen, I, I would say, I've seen movies that have gotten great reviews, like Trainwreck, that goddamn Amy Schumer movie that came out last year. That movie... Got great reviews. Yeah. That movie was torture for me to sit through. Really? And I had no problem with the bronze. I know a couple people that were like, oh, it's so funny, you got to see nope. it. No, I was banging Did my head like against the back of the seat. They do those thing, that, that thing in, in movies now where they just let a scene go on and on and on and on, where the people are arguing and they'll be like, uh, yeah. so what do you have? You don't like Cleveland? No, I don't like Cleveland. So- why don't you go back to Cleveland? Because I don't like it. It's it's like shit like that. That's like almost a direct line of dialogue from Trainwreck, and people were dying in the movie theater laughing. And I'm I'm sitting there going, I don't I don't understand why any of this is funny. I don't understand why any of this is making anybody laugh. And it's not just because I hate Amy Schumer, which I do, but it's also I just I don't know. I hate that kind of comedy. Where right. It's just, somebody yell cut! Christ, I get it. We don't record on film anymore so we don't have to worry about production costs as much as we used to but somebody just yell cut because this scene should have ended five jokes ago interesting anyway that's my thing uh, okay <laughs> i don't know how we got from dopender the dead elementary school right. cool kid who was struck by lightning to me bitching about train wreck but fine <laughs> fine whatever um 
Do you know what movie has the lowest ever box office record? Like the lowest grossing lowest movie of all grossing time? Lowest grossing movie of all time. Uh, it's called ZYZZYX Road. Never heard of it. ZYZZYX Road. Sounds like a comedy. It uh, has Katherine Heigl and Tom Sizemore. <laughs> Wait a minute. Katherine Heigl and Tom and Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Yes. Okay, now, Katherine Heigl, I know, is the chick from, uh, I guess, Grey's Anatomy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked Up. Knocked yeah. Up was a good movie. Next, Knocked Up was a good movie, but she was in a bunch but of- She's been in nothing but just- Blood farts since then. Yeah, just yeah, terrible, just terrible. Crap, but Tom um, Sizemore is the guy who looks rom com shit. He just he's a nut job, and every movie he plays this unstable, right, crazy and character. Leo Grillo, I know that name, but I'm not sure who that like, is. Like he was, uh, I can't remember. He was in uh, Natural Born Killers. He was, yeah, Sizemore is insane. Yeah, in um, usually in movies he plays the insane guy. Bring out the dead. Yeah. So, anyways, like when you can't afford Michael Madsen, you. Get I don't Tom know Sizemore. anything about this movie. Obviously, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. It was um, they, <laughs> the producers, not sure about the movie once it was done. Maybe it'll do okay. Maybe it won't. They rented a Highland Park Village Theater in Dallas, Texas, and showed it once a day at noon for six days straight. The movie grossed thirty dollars. And they never released it? And they decided, screw that. And actually, the lowest grossing film of all time, earning only $30. But technically, it only earned 20 because they gave two people a refund. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. Oh, oh, oh. During the bronze, while we're watching the bronze, because yeah. uh, the girl is from The Big Bang Theory. I literally overheard. There was only like four of the people in the theater with us. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, this man with this woman behind us, it was. I almost felt bad for him because, like, I don't know why you're at this movie. Didn't you see it's rated R? Right. And all right. Stuff. And they just looked like the nicest couple. And uh, the guy actually turned to his wife and went, "I can't believe this is the girl from The Big Bang Theory." <laughs> he was like upset. Like I just thought he was disappointed right, in her. I just just thought it would be. You know, and they didn't leave, but that's the kind of person I could see asking, look, movies are a gamble. If you go in and you buy a ticket to a movie and it's not good, you don't deserve a fucking refund. It's your job to check out the reviews of that movie and to know something about it before you go in. It's not like buying a car and not knowing. It's like buying a car that you want to be a minivan. But it turns out it's a hatchback. <laughs> this, no, I bought this ticket. It was a minivan. Well, it's not a minivan. It's a hatchback. Well, I wanted a minivan. It doesn't matter what you wanted. <laughs> what do you have for music? Oh, music. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the saddest fact I think I've ever read on the show. Sadder than the guy from Deadpool being named after the kid who was murdered by lightning. <laughs> Okay, it really isn't that sad when you think about it. Like if you're gonna yeah. go, if, at least at least you've, heart yeah. attack, cancer, lightning, on. lightning, God, going. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> God hitting the pause button on your existence. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Joey Ramone. This is the saddest fact I know. It's about Joey Ramone, oh, no. lead singer for the Ramones. Right. One of my favorite musicians, if you can call him that. Truly ugly man. Oh, hit it, Howard Stern. If like Howard Stern had a resorbed twin. <laughs> 
that he cut out of himself. Oh my god! And threw onto CBGB stage in 1977. <laughs> That's Joey, Joey Ramone. Ramone. That's Joey Ramone. <laughs> um, when he died in his hospital room, Joey Ramone. Joey Ramone. There was a song playing on the radio, and he died apparently like yeah. just as that song ended. That song was "In a Little While" by U2. It's the saddest fact I know because I can't think of any band that Joey Ramone would probably not want to be associated with more than you two. Than you two, who at one point claimed the mantle of punk rock because we're punk rock, we're against stuff happening in Ireland and Africa or whatever. And then you know, and I don't hate you two, but I can't imagine Joey Ramone liking them. Wow. And I, I almost think like him dying at the end of the song was like maybe his like protest, like, no, I'm not gonna die in the middle of the song. Screw them, I'm gonna wait to the end. I can I can sit through it. If I can do it, then they then yeah, I can do it. I can make it. I can make it. Ah, song's over. This, I'm gone. The last thing that man heard on earth was you two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is kind of sad. Yeah. So I, I, if I ever go into a coma or whatever, do not play YouTube. Just, just go on Spotify. I've got a playlist <laughs> of John's coma songs. I actually have that playlist. Do you, on, do you I have a really John's do. coma songs? John's coma songs. Because that's what people do, by the way. When somebody's in a coma, you know what they do? They sit by your goddamn bedside and they play music because there's nothing else to do, and nobody wants to just sit in a quiet room listening to somebody breathe. Wow, I gotta make a coma song make list. A, yeah, make a coma playlist. It's great. What coma songs would be playlist. on your coma playlist? I don't know. Would you want things to wake you up or to, to keep yeah. you asleep? Um, I gotta have wake up by um, <laughs> wake me up inside by <laughs> evanescence. But wake me up no. before you go go. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, wake up by um, uh, Arcade Fire. I guess I could see that. Wake up, uh, little Susie. Yeah, wake up, little Susie. Um. Um, do good morning by the Beatles. There you go. More Beatles references. Yeah, because we can't get enough of those. Why don't we just make this a Beatles podcast? Beatles podcast. It was a Scrubs That's, podcast last. Yeah, now it's going to be a Let's Beatles podcast. Yeah. Okay, here's my music fact. Uh, I want to talk about the dark side of the moon. Okay. If you go and you look up list of the top selling albums of all time, Dark Side of the Moon is actually considered number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, thriller number one. ACDC Back in Black, number two. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, number three. Highest selling album of all time. This is the fact that I read that fascinated me that caused me to look this up. It it says that it is estimated. Damn it, I lost it. Where'd it go? Uh, Come as you are, because it almost sounds like coma as you are. (laughs) It is estimated. That one in every 14 people in the United States under the age of 50 is estimated to own or have owned a copy of Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I have a copy. One in everybody has a copy. One in every 14 people in the United States. Well, not everybody has a copy then, Rod. I'm fascinated by one that. One out of 14? One out of every 14 people. That actually people. doesn't sound that, like that much. Really? Yeah, I would assume it would be higher than that for the third highest selling album of all time it was on the it, it it peaked at number one for only a week it peaked at number one for only a week yeah but it didn't go away for like but yeah but it stayed on yeah. the on the album charts for 741 weeks straight Jeez, louise 
for 741 weeks straight. It was on Billboard's top album charts. Um, let's go back to the Beatles. Okay. So I always think about that, how the Beatles don't aren't in that, like the number one best-selling album yeah. or whatever. And I always think, well, that's probably because at the time, you were only going to buy one Beatles album at a time. And they were releasing like two albums a year. So... That's true. You, there was yeah, always a new Beatles. Right. There was always a new Beatles album, whereas Pink Floyd would take years to make an album. Yeah. And then put a long it out. Time between, so then yeah. it wasn't like another Pink Floyd album was coming. So let's stop buying this one. Let's get this one. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I always wanted a band, like a really good band, to just release one song. Just one song. Just one song, and then that was it. And don't tour. It just make everybody angry because like just but it has to be a really good song. Oh yeah, it's like, got to be a huge hit. It has to be something that appeals to us as as the alternative crowd and to pop mainstream people. It has to be like the next Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it has to be amazing and blow everybody away. But it's only one song, but just one. And they never tour. They never release an album. And they just make everybody go insane. I want that to happen. Okay. I just want like some. I just want society to be totally screwed with. You just want a band to troll America. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why hasn't that happened yet, Rob? <laughs> I don't know. We have the technology. How does that not happen? Where a band just released one song? Like just the closest we come to that is in the '80s with the now, people just release one at a time. I guess. Well, oh, they'll the, do a single before the well, album comes. You'd have out. the "We Are the World" bullshit, Ugh. where you'd have a huge selling single, but it's like one. You know, it's right. all the, the people, and we can never get these people. I always wondered what would happen if a bomb had gone off in that room, other than music getting exponentially better. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we lost Cindy Lauper. There was, Who I like Cindy Lauper now. <laughs> I like Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I don't hate Cindy Lauper. Like, that was like the first name that popped into my head. The first name that came to mind. Yeah, <laughs> we lost the uh, Bob Geldof. <laughs> I was gonna say, what did we Bob lost Geldof the lead singer for the Boomtown Rats? What did Bob Geldof ever really do other than play Pink Floyd, mm. the imaginary character of Pink? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like. I actually like the one song by the Boomtown Rats. The I hate Mondays, or I don't like Mondays. I hate yeah. Mondays. It's Garfield. <laughs> Tell me why. I but I love like lasagna. Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> it's the show.